Hey everyone, it's Brianna coming to you from the Lost Gettles Library, and you're listening to The Page Turner. Hey everyone, welcome back to The Page Turner. I'm Brianna, as always, and today we have a very special guest, our summer interns, yeah! Hi! <laughs> See, uh, this is your last week. It is my last week. This is so sad. <laughs> we all wish you could stay. Oh, um, me too. But Sierra is on her own library journey. You just finished school, right? Yes, this week is my last week of my Master's of Library Information Science. Oh my gosh, so is your portfolio due this week? No, I actually already finished that in May. Oh, good for so, you. Yeah, it's all more done. like tedious than anything. It's really yes. meticulous work you have to do. Uh, so congratulations on that because that means like you were basically done done. Thank you. Um, before we dive in, and we're really excited to talk about this book, we're talking about a new book. We are. This time, and that's exciting. I want to remind everyone that in September, there is Banned Books Week, and you can bet we are going to be doing something for Banned Books Week, considering um, in many, many parts of the country right now, a lot of books are being banned. Modern day book banning is going on. And so uh, you can stay tuned for that. It is September 18th, the 24th that we will be celebrating. So come on down and check out what we will be giving away and doing for that. But yes, Sierra, what did we read? We read The Swimmers by Julie Otsuka. Yes. So I can't help it. Whenever I read a book that I like, I talk about it and I hope someone takes the bait. And I know I have to, I know I have to like just not expect, you know, because every week I'm talking about books. I don't expect everyone else to pick them out because I may course. not be interested. But I am so happy. I listened to this book. I bombarded Sierra and was like, you need to read this new book. Have you read it? <laughs> and she did, you guys. She read it. So um, that made it pretty easy to pick what book we're going to talk about. So what would you say The Swimmers is about? Um, the Swimmers is, I feel like, very multifaceted. It's, um, we start off learning about this community swim pool or swimming pool where um, we learn that there's a crack that's appeared at the bottom of the pool. And um, we learn kind of, lee, kind of in like the collective first person, that's how the author writes, in which all the swimmers um, are kind of like restless and really panicked about um, the crack at the bottom of the pool and what this means for the future of their swimming, you know, recreational careers. Yeah. And then something that I believe was mentioned in the synopsis, but I didn't really register <laughs> when I read the synopsis was the second half of the book is actually about one of the swimmers in particular yeah. named Alice. And we learn in the book that Alice has actually been diagnosed with dementia. That, so it's, it's like a two-part. And, and Definitely. I had actually decided to pick up this book because uh, Book Riot, which is a podcast that I we both love. Yes. Um, they have a lot of podcasts, but one of the people on the main podcast mentioned it. And I didn't really know anything about it. I just, the way she was talking about it made me want to pick it up. And so I loved, so I listened to it and you read it, right? Yes, I read the book. And it the way it starts out in this big swimming community, I thought was like, okay, this is really beautiful, but I, I just didn't know where it was going. Yes. That makes sense. What, what were you feeling in the first part? You, you get like kind of tidbits into why the pool is so important for each person. Yes. And that was touching. It felt very like real. Like, I don't know. I could see these people who would lie on their, their laps or not even because not all of them even get in the pool. Right. <laughs> For the, but how did, what did you think about that? 
I honestly, I mean, I kind of expected the entire book to be about the crack in the pool. And <laughs> I, I mean, the book is short. I think it's like only 157 pages or yeah. so. But I could have read an entire book just about a crack in a pool. Um, <laughs> and I was honestly very surprised when the book kind of, um, like, transformed and, like, switched gears into, like, a different sort of um, story. Yeah. But... Yeah, like I I just felt the the atmosphere that the author created is very like soothing, um, but also created this like really like strong community of swimmers. And I also I just felt like sad with them when they yeah. learned about the crack and the fact that you'll learn in the story that they had to close the pool. Yeah. So I thought it was brilliant how she stated why, because you don't know that we're gonna focus on Alice. No, not at all. So you 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 heart's bleeding for everyone and then Especially, um, you know, for people who suffer from dementia, that routine is so important for them to keep making connections. Definitely. And so it was interesting then switching to her daughter, who isn't named. Never. Yeah, she's never named. She's just her daughter. And I think that's also really fascinating because it lets you focus on Alice more. I don't know. It's almost like Alice can be Alice instead of the main, the narrative's mom. I don't know if that makes sense. Yes. But... It just made my heart bleed well. Yes. Yeah, because, um, like, the the way the book is ordered is we learn about the pool crack, and there, like, the, the narrator is we. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, we discover that there's a crack in the pool. And then it transitions to um, learning more about Alice in particular, but it's written in a she format. So it's, yeah. like, she, a.k.a. the mom, um, you know, is going through dementia, um, but we learn about this sort of from the mindset of the daughter. Mm-hmm. And then it sort of transitions to like a different element that we can discuss later. Yeah. But um, yeah, we never learn about the daughter's name. Yeah. And, um, but we learn about the daughter through learning about the experiences of her mother. Yeah. And yeah. I thought that was beautiful because it, what is the word? It gave Alice her autonomy or identity. Like it, it was all about her, even though the daughter's speaking, it was about her. And I think, it like you said, we learned about the daughter through her, but a lot of it's like just making kind of assumptions. So it's right. like, is she reflecting right. on who mom and who her mom was and is in a way that, you know, she's obviously off doing her own thing in the world. Right. I think she's like, um, the daughter is like a writer, or like a well-known. Yes. Yes. I mean, yeah, we kind of learn, like, spoiler alert, towards, like, the end of the book that <laughs> yeah. the last paragraph, it's like really moving and it almost gives... Um, gives off like an autobiographical sort of story like you realize towards the end that the daughter gives um, her mother a book which Mm -hmm. is a book the daughter wrote Mm -hmm. and then the mother kind of looks at the back flap sees the picture of her daughter looks up at her daughter like sees her daughter's like name tag in um, like the care long-term care home it's almost like the narrator is the author so she's definitely drawing on her own like her own personal experiences and you know this is a book you told me so I give it four stars, and you told me before we started recording that the more you reflect on it, the more you feel like giving it five stars. Do you give half stars? I do. I do. I mostly give just full stars, like four or five stars. Yeah. Um, that shows, like, good restraint, because I'll even go, like, 3.75. <laughs> like, I just, I need my exact feelings yes. to be reflected in, in my yes. view. Oh, I totally understand. I have friends that will go, like, as far as, like, 3.87 and I'm like <laughs> how did you get to that number like what makes it different from a like 3.8 yeah eight or something they're like I just felt it I right just exactly 
it makes me wonder, like, upon reflection, is she, um, like, did she know, like, you know, she's, like, she's busy off in the writer's world, and she calls her mom occasionally, right? Mom, how's it going? She always talks about this pool, maybe. And it's like, okay, did her mom give her this info? Did she know that, like, the pool closed and that kind of was the same timing as when her dementia started, and so she weaved this story together? Did she try to imagine the world through her mom's eyes? Like, where is she getting this? I know. It's really interesting. Yeah. If anything, I kind of interpreted, like, the first half of the book where we learn about the crack in the pool as um, information not necessarily collected from the daughter, but just collected from, like, the, like, community pool um, members. And so you think maybe she wanted to talk to the people who saw her mom so often to kind of get... Do you think she interviewed them? I mean, obviously, this is all hypothetical. Oh, and, yes. And, you know, who knows? But so you think maybe she got the info from the other swimmers? Perhaps. Or even just the first half of the book isn't even from the perspective of the daughter at all. Oh, for, from anyone. Yeah, yes. it's, just a, it's just an author being an author. Right. That's yes. fun. Yeah, that's yes. fun. Have you read anything else by this author? I haven't, though I've noticed she's received a lot of awards for her other books. Um, <laughs> so I'll definitely have to check out her backlist for sure. I don't know. I wonder, too, if this is something unique in her writing, because we did kind of look up the author's profile and look at the other books, and like you said, she's won a lot of awards, but I hadn't really heard of them. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I was looking at other reviews, and people were mentioning that her writing style, like the collective first person, is seen in her other books. Um, but I would be curious to know if her other books are also sort of autobiographical because this one clearly to me seems like it is. Yes. Um, yeah. Cause it mentions like an author. Um, yeah. It's, it written feels a book. really moving. Like it could be, I don't know what they call it when it's like a mem- half memoir, half fiction. Yes. Fictionalized memoir. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then I wonder like, are the other ones not on as serious or personal topics? Or maybe you're right. She does just write from, they say write what you know. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But, I will be curious to have. I'll have to check that out. Do you normally read books? I don't normally. I think if I normally started a book, especially an audiobook, and it started that way, I'd probably stop listening. I don't. I don't know why. The collective. Oh. But I think also because it's so, it was so short and jumped into the character so fast that maybe that was like compelling. Like, do you is this your thing normally? I mean, I found the writing really beautiful and um, just like it moved really quickly for me. Mm-hmm. So I just. And also I liked, I mean, the chapters are long, but each of the chapters is broken into like, like just a couple of chunks of paragraphs. Yeah. So while it did take me a little while to read this book, um, I do think that the book is like best read slowly Mm -hmm. um, to kind of absorb all the information and like feel the things the author is saying. (laughs) But um, I, it was easier for me to just like read chunks of paragraph at a time without having to like read the full chapter because the chapters are like between like 20 and 50 pages long yeah did you did you then pick it up and put it down a lot like kind of just as you were going about through the day yeah okay. I think so yeah or just like even at night um because I've been pretty busy busy recently yeah just but, a little bit busy graduating yes of course <laughs> but like at night when I was before I went to bed I would just read like a couple of paragraphs yeah um before going to sleep um yeah yeah um so how would you say this fits in with your reading life now Sailor's a pretty prolific reader <laughs> and, and you stay up to date. Um, would you say you're more of a front list reader? Just because, you know, we won't go into details, but, but brag, brag, she she gets physical ARC sent her. And, and ARC is an re- advanced review copy for anyone who doesn't know. So you get a book months early, up to a year maybe? 
Yes, yeah. yeah. I think, like, most, like, we'll get physical copies, early reader copies of books, mm-hmm. like, maybe, like, the next season, so, like, three to four months early. Oh, nice, um, yeah. Yes, yeah. and then, of course, I also will receive, like, free, or, like, early e-copies as yes. well. Yes, digital, yeah, yes. digital books, and that's nice. Fun fact, many of you guys that aren't in the library, uh, all in the library world, but don't know this yet, go to the librarian, you can get digital books. <laughs> you have, a, you have enough, um, enough credit or clout behind you yes, <laughs> to get definitely. so uh, but that's really cool that you get physical arcs do you keep most of them or um only the ones maybe you really like because i think about an arc you know for people who don't know this it's not always the finished format because it's an advanced review copy right so it might be the formatting might be a little weird the cover might not right yeah they're oh you know? al- yeah they're usually always in paperback mm-hmm. uh, regardless of whether or not the book is published in paperback um at for the final print. Yeah. Publishers like to kind of say they're like, um, like they're kind of like manuscripts, but they're, they look like the book. Yeah. Um, they're not just like a stapled sheet of paper. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. A manuscript in the printed format of a book. Right. Exactly. <laughs> they have the pretty cover and all yeah. that. And usually the cover is the cover that they'll use. Um, and it usually has like a big sticker on the front that says not for sale. Yes. Um, because you cannot sell those. Yeah. You cannot sell them. So it's, <laughs> It is, like, a, just a giant manuscript that you have to hide away from other people. Yeah. <laughs> Do you prefer physical books or digital books? That's a good question. I love my Kindle yes. so much. I Shout out to Kindles. I know. I read so much faster on my Kindle, and I don't know why. But, yeah. But I, I do prefer the physical copies. I just love, like, being able to, like, touch it and just that tangible aspect. Yeah. Yes. Although I've noticed, like, sometimes my perspective of a book changes depending on the print quality. Yes. So, like, some books, like, they're, like, the paper they're printed on just feels, like, really, like, almost, like, too smooth or oh, just, like, too yeah. weird. And I'm just, like, the smooth, oh. The too smooth pages remind me of, like, a textbook in Yes. School, right? Yeah. And, and that's funny. Do you feel that way when you go, sh- like, shopping or looking for other, like, just, even if they're not books? Because I'll pick up a book and be, like, the formatting of this book, I need to find a different version of it if I'm yes. going to read it. Right, yeah, sometimes, so I recently noticed a lot of publishers will publish books um, with covers that are, like, really smooth, mm-hmm. um, and others that are more, like, glossy, and it's just yeah. kind of, like, a personal preference. Yeah. But to pick up a book and be, like, not feeling it. Yeah. Like, the vibes with this book right. are not, they're off. <laughs> yes. Yeah, or, like, and sometimes you'll pick up a book and the print is so tiny. I know. You're like, why did they think this was a good idea? Who is going to curl up? Unless it's, like, mass market paperback. Right. I love right. a good mass market paperback because you can... That thing will be beat up. It's only, like, if you're buying it new, it's only, like, five bucks. Right. <laughs> um, but that's really cool. Would you say you keep up to date on your books? Or? I try. Yeah. I do my best. I do have a very large collection at my house that is <laughs> yeah. unread, unfortunately, just sitting there waiting to be read. But, yeah, um, but there's only so many hours in the day. I know. Yeah. If I could just read all the books ever, like, all the books, like that would be great. But, you know. Yeah, not. you have to pick and choose. and it, So if a release date passes by... Yes. Will you still, so it may still be a book you're interested in, will you go back and review it still, even if it's been like six months post? Oh, for sure, definitely. Oh, yeah. 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 I, I do look a lot um, at books my friends review, and I really take those reviews specifically into consideration. Oh, nice. That's yeah. kind of how I wait, like, what book to read next, as yeah. well as, like, you know, like, books that are hyped or whatnot. Yes, but, that, like, they're expecting you to say something about me. Right. And then, like, what, what genre do you read? I um, actually read everything. Um, Which is, read, that's amazing. <laughs> I read everything from children's picture books to um, sci-fi and thriller, like, adult novels. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, 
That's memoirs. Great. Yes. I remember when I first started here, like even like six years ago, before I was a librarian, I was very picky. Like, I don't read X and I don't read Y. <laughs> and I completely just not followed those rules because like if something catches my interest, I'm going to read it. I'm not going to say, oh, I don't read that or whatever. Um, I try to, so you really got it bouncing around and I try to, I feel like, at least read some teen books. Like, every once in a while, I try yes. to read a teen book because I feel like the genre has changed so much since I was a kid. Now, you mm-hmm. read more teen. You've probably read more teen than yeah, I have. Uh, yeah. Oh. Do, does it feel darker? Yeah. Some teen books are like, whoa. Like, I'm like... I know. They, yeah. weren't writing, they weren't talking about that when I was a teen. Right. Those were not the kind of teen books that I read <laughs> when I was a teen. I read a little to Sarah Dessen and Meg, oh, nice. Meg Cabot. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Oh, yeah, Princess Diaries. Yes. Yeah. I was obsessed. Oh, my gosh. That's, that's awesome. I just finished Monday's Not Com- Coming by Tiffany D. Jackson, which I recommended to you. And it's really, I think it, it does so many things on so many different layers that I think teens should be reading it. And at the same time, I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, I, do I want, like, would I want my teen reading right. this book when they're other teen? Right. Um, but it's a really, um, I think... Under it can be an undercredited genre. Yes. Because there's so much variety. There is. In there, and yeah. you know, it just doesn't get enough credit always. But when you're reading children's books, are you sticking to picture books? I do picture books. I also read middle grade, which is um, mm-hmm. books for uh, middle schoolers. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I kind of read all, a yeah. whole bunch. Yeah. yeah. I can't remember the last time I read a middle grade book. What's one you would be like, you have to read this? Oh, it is um, by Brandon Sanderson, who's written a lot, yes. but I do recommend him. Um, it is called Alcatraz versus the Evil Librarians. It <laughs> okay, is love it. amazing. If you love libraries, um, you'll love this book. Um, it's where the, in this book, the librarians are evil, <laughs> and they live in the Shushlands. Um, and it's about a boy named Alcatraz who um, has to defeat the evil librarians and get and capture um, the inheritance that the librarians stole from him. That is, <laughs> I yes. love that. There's a, it's a whole series. Um, I recently read it because the series is being like reprinted with new covers. Ooh, and so yeah. The publisher sent me um, like a reprinted copy. So I have to go back. I have to read the the next you That's know, two amazing. or three. But how how long is the series? I don't know actually. I know there's at least three. Oh wow! Um, if he's not more. and he's prolific. Like I know he can write for. Any age group. And I have to say, though, confession, I read one book by him, Steel Hurt. Oh, I haven't read it. Okay. And I loved the ideas, but it was such poor character writing. Like, the girls, awful writing. The main character, teenage boy, awful. And I'm so put off because of that book. Oh, no. But (laughs) I did buy book one in one of his big, chunky adult fantasy series. Oh. Because even people that, like... I think would be like feel feel about all of his books the way I did about Steel Hurt or like his fan like no his adult fantasy books are so good. Did you add Mistborn? Uh, no, I brought Way of Kings. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, and I don't know anything about the Sanderson universe, yeah. so um, I just saw it when I was on vacation, and I was like, eh, it's a mess. Mo- I love a good mess. Mo- like yeah. I said, but yeah, that's awesome. So, what have you read recently? What I read recently, I and actually- is it better or- than The Swimmers? Oh. And then, what has topped the swimmers since you've read it? Oh, I don't think anything has topped the <gasps> I love swimmers. that. I don't know. Are you going to bump your rating up to a five? I think I might. I the love more that. I think about the book, the more I like I'm appreciating like the writing and like the story and the characters. And yeah. I think I haven't read a lot of like 
books that have really, really wowed me this year, mm-hmm. but I think The Swimmers is um, definitely moving up on that list. It just is different. It's, like, a nice, refreshing, like, you start the story and you're not thinking, okay, like, here we go again. It's, like, where's this going? I don't, I don't exactly. Know. And I think the cover is a little um, misguiding. Like, mm-hmm. it definitely, like, the cover's beautiful. It um, has, um, like, an overhead shot of a pool, like a bright blue pool with swimmers swimming in lanes. Mm-hmm. And to me, at first, when I saw the book, I thought, oh, what a great summer read. Um, <laughs> but I realized pretty quickly after reading the synopsis and then starting the book that it's, it doesn't have um, very, like, light summer topics. Yeah. It's not very much. It's not, it's not a beach read. No, it's, it's a quick read that you would probably finish at the beach. Definitely. But you're going to be like, wow, like, what am I supposed to do now? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, just thinking about life and, like, your parents. Um and just, you know, like, mortality. And yeah, and it's 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 just so, it's grounding in, like, a sober way. Because, a somber, not sober, in a somber way. It's like, yes, this is what it means to be human. Like, this is the reality. And the one thing that none of us will be able to escape. And I think it's refreshing to read books about that. And to feel like you're connecting with other human beings. But it's also, like, oof. That's, it's a lot. For yeah. Sure. Let's think about something else. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, what is a book that you, what is your favorite book, actually? Oh, that's a good question. I would say um, my favorite book, ooh, I'd say it probably have to be um, Invisible Life of Ida LaRue by B. Really? Shaw. Yeah. I loved it. I mean, yeah. I'm a big fantasy reader. Um, yeah. I love the historical fiction aspect to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I know not everyone loves it, but um, that's just one that like really has stuck with me. Have you read Cloud Atlas? No, I have not. I read it for the first time recently, and I was blown away by David Mitchell. Um, <laughs> I was like, wow. I was just thinking about the sci-fi that like it's historical, oh. but also futuristic. Like you start from I would, uh, you start from one chunk. Of like prehistoric, and then you get you get chunks of more fu- of like in the future, present, and then like futuristic, and then you go in reverse order. Oh, and wow. everything connects. Oh, that's cool. It's so good. I was like, I cannot believe like it took me this long to read it. Okay, and then do you have another rec for me? Because I am trying to really jump into sci-fi. Uh, what do you mean by like sci-fi? Are you looking for more just straight sci-fi, or looking um, for a book that has more like fantasy elements to it? So I'm trying to find a book that has fantasy elements to it because I feel like it's. I feel like I just for some reason never give them chances, like good enough chances. They just like can't grab me yes um i personally really recommend ninth house by lee bardugo oh that's her first adult book it is it's her first adult book she's written some young adult books yes i six of crows yes the duology five stars for each one i was upset that's a teen read that like i don't dip into teens reads a lot but like i'm blown away honestly a lot of times when i do did you like those i did i also love shadow and bone okay um, i've heard this one is good so i'm not Oh, I actually prefer Shadow and Bone. <gasps> what? I am, like, in the, uh, like... Minority? Yes, Oof. definitely in the minority for that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I also really liked her other two books, um, Rule of Wolves and King of Scars. Okay. Which are about two characters. Um, one of the characters is mainly in Shadow and Bone, and mm-hmm. the other character is mainly in um, Six of Crows. Okay, maybe um, I'll give that whole universe then another little, like, Yeah. But tell me about Ninth House. Ninth House. I don't know, like, yes. anything about it. Ninth House is um, a dark academia book. Um, takes place at Yale, which is actually where Lee Bardugo went. 
Oh, um, okay. So she's done a lot of research. Um, she's she knows her stuff. She does. It's very clear she knows her stuff. Um, the book is about um, the secret societies at Yale. Um, it's based off of the secret society called Skull and Bones, um, which is one of the original secret societies um, in American wow. universities. Um, and it's about kind of all of, like the um, sacred sort of practices that this um, secret society performs. And it's about a young um, girl who's entering college um, <laughs> and she joins, she's recruited specifically for the society um oh. not even like based on her grades that's ominous <laughs> yeah it's basically like specifically for the society based on her um ability to like perform certain things oh okay i like that you yes. kept it big because like i'm crazy about spoilers which yes. is like over the last week. i like can't even look at someone when they like when i think they're gonna say something spoilerish because i'm like <laughs> I'll be the facial expressions. I'll figure it all out. I won't. But, but yes. Ooh, okay. I need to bump that up because yes. I was stoked about that based off of the duology. Like I loved the oh. writing and I loved how, like those were two perfectly written books. Like yes. the way she, she had everything figured out, but not in a way that seemed contrived in a way that just seemed well written. Yes. Um, so I was very impressed by her. So I was excited when she was coming out with an adult one, but then I saw mixed reviews. <laughs> Oh, yes, it has gotten mixed reviews. Gotta have to say that. Um, her Which doesn't writing, mean anything. Like, it's all right. what you think. Exactly. I personally love Dark Academia. Like, anything taking place on a university campus you is my history. And you haven't read the Bellwether Revivals, which no. are a package deal, folks. Single History is, like, this huge, like, what by Donatelle is this huge, well-known book. And I read it, wasn't that impressed. Then I read the Bellwether Revivals, which by Benjamin Wood, completely different books, but same concepts, university, something goes wrong based off of what they're studying or what a character's studying, and Ooh. it it just blew my mind. And they say so much about, like, human beings. It's just, it's, wow, they're okay. wonderful. You need to read them both. <laughs> um, no pressure, though. I'm yes. just giving you, like, 15 books you need to read. Well, thank you so much for telling me about that. Is there anything else I'm thinking if we missed about The Swimmers? Because it's a short book. Right. It packs a punch, but it it's a short book. It packs a lot thing oh okay do you have a book some people don't like to put books on blast i have no problem with that is there a book that you read this year that you despised or what's the most recent book that you actually can say i you had negative feelings about oh interesting i i can't think of one that comes to the top of my mind to be honest maybe the most disappointing maybe one you were looking forward to but it kind of let you down oh i think so, a book that's been really hyped this summer is Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow um, by Gabrie- Gabrielle Zevin. Um, and people have been giving it such raised reviews. And I read it. And I loved it. I think I gave it I gave it a four. But it's always those books where it's still really good, mm-hmm. but it's not, like, oh my goodness, amazing. Yeah, once you come down else... off the reading high, it's right. like... It wasn't like a one star at all. It was really good. It was a little long. That was my one thing about it. But <laughs> um, it just didn't like... It wasn't like as high as everyone else was rating it, mm-hmm. but it was still really good. So it's kind of like that, ooh, it's almost there. It's almost a yeah. five star, but it's not quite. And that, for me, gives me sort of like... Ugh, like yeah. kind of disappointed feelings. Yeah, which yes. is always not fun. And you know, I try not to get overly hyped about stuff. Yeah. Because then even when it's good, you're like, mm, yeah. is it amazing? Right, exactly. Yeah. Then you start second guessing yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then how does that fit with the book I, the other book I read and rated a four? Right, but, exactly. But yeah. Oh well thank you so much, Sarah, for coming on the podcast. 
Um, we're really gonna miss you here, Aww. but we're stoked. Sierra got her first library job already, and she still has a week left to go to school. So that is very, very <laughs> exciting because the library uh, job world was pretty rough the last couple of years. Yes, definitely. Um, so it's really great that it's picking back up again for not only the wannabe librarians, but for patrons and people who really rely on the library for a variety of needs. So um, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Sierra. Thanks for having me. Thank you all for listening. As always, I'm Brianna, and this has been The Page Talk.